Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You running so This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature. It should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the Internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And today, I'm going to be continuing with Courtney Coco's trial and I'm going to be telling you about the opening arguments, the which are pretty lengthy. I'll start with the prosecution and then move to the defense. So we're going to call this episode Opening Arguments. Um, 
again, once again, y'all, I'm in a hotel room in Alexandria recording this, so the sound's probably going to be off. You may hear me turning papers and pages as I was in court for all of this, and I'm going to tell you the things that you don't get to hear on the news, but I try to take as many notes as I could, uh, um, but we'll just get through it. Stay tuned at the end of the show for more real-life, real-crime announcements. And let's get with it. So, y'all, in opening arguments, the courtroom is packed. The The jury is brought in. Everybody in the courtroom has to stand. The jury is seated. And once again, as every time they when they leave the courtroom and come back, the judge says, counsel, make your appearance known for the record. Look, uh, LaCour stands up and says his name and his, his co-counsel's name and that he's there defending David Anthony Burns and that he's president in court. And then Hugo Holland, the special prosecutor, stands up and says Hugo Holland introduces his assistant. He said, we're here on behalf of the state of Louisiana. So then the judge tells Hugo are you ready for your opening arguments? And he goes like, yes, ma'am, I am. Now, I'm sitting on the very front row, all the way to the right. If you're facing the jury box, I'm all the way to the right, and the wall's to my right. Stephanie's sitting to my left. She's holding Courtney's picture, and there's her two sisters are sitting to, to the left of them. Her husband, Mr. Bobby, sitting right behind me, and there's a ton of lifers in the courtroom wearing pink and justice for Courtney shirts. <clears throat> but uh, David Burns was wearing a long-sleeve white shirt and black pants, and Mr. Hugo Holland had on a dark gray suit with a maroon tie, and the defense attorney, LaCour, had on a black uh, plaid suit. All right. So, again, the, the jury was given the instructions um, that I read to you all in the last episode, and we'll begin with what Hugo does. Now, Hugo, the courtroom's dead silent, right? Hugo walks up in front of the jury, and he turns on the television screen, and on it is a picture of Courtney. And her, like, I think it was her senior, not gown, but senior dress photograph picture. And it says, Courtney Coco, born on... I think it's March something, born on whichever date, murdered on October, what have you. So it's pretty, that's pretty powerful alone. But then Hugo starts, and he, he starts like this. And y'all, I'm going to paraphrase some of it, but most of it is, you know, strict, straight as it happened. Hugo says, as the life passed out of her, she fell into an abyss or darkness that she would never awake from. Her last thought wasn't of her kids or of the husband she would never have or of her family. Her last thought was, why, why, Anthony Burns, are you squeezing the life out of me? You're engaged to my sister. Why? But there was no answer, only darkness. Hugo then turns and points at Miss Stephanie, and the whole court looks. He said, that's Miss Stephanie, Courtney's mama. He told her, raise your hand, Stephanie. 
She did. She was crying, y'all. Hugo says, Stephanie's lived through something no parent should ever have to do, burying their own child, but especially burying their own child that's been murdered. Then, y'all, he would go on to quote some poem from Wadsworth about losing a child. Then he proceeds. He says, I'm about to lay out the evidence and try to tell you the story of what happened to Courtney Coco. In October, on Monday, 2004, Texas Ranger Skylar Hearns got a call from the Cambers County Sheriff's Office about a body in an abandoned building in Winnie, Texas. Two farmers had found a body decomposing, nude from the waist down. The face was black. The body was posed, spread eagle, with a vagina pointed towards the road. Clearly, it was foul play. The cops arrived on the scene, and they did what cops do. They collected all the evidence, but they didn't know who the body belonged to. At one point, they cut a class ring off the finger of the body, and they were able to read the name Courtney Coco, and the school was from Alexandria. So the the cops process the scene and they take the body in for an autopsy and Dr. Brown conducted the autopsy. And y'all, he's 88 now. He's done over 15,000 autopsies. The Texas authorities tried to coordinate with Louisiana. They identified the bodies belonging to Courtney Coco. And they found out she was last seen late Friday night but the body had been discarded by Monday. Now, when the doctor, Brown, first begins the autopsy, he was like, there's no way. He said, there's no way. She's only been dead since Friday night or Saturday morning because her body was so badly decomposed, y'all. Head black, blister, large blister on the inside of her leg, body fluids from decomposition everywhere. But they knew they had the timeline of when she was last seen alive. So Dr. Brown figured she must have been somewhere super, super hot, like in the trunk of a car. During the autopsy, he noted that Courtney's stomach had french fries in it and a piece of gum. Dr. Brown says this shows that she was choked while chewing the gum. And he's only seen that a couple of times in his career of over 15,000 autopsies. And so what do the authorities do? They cast a wide net because they had no idea of the suspects. But in 2014, law enforcement decided, for whatever reason, the sheriff's office decided they needed another opinion on the original autopsy. And they got Dr. Stephen Norman, and he had never seen her body. He wasn't there for the original autopsy, but he wrote a report and said it wasn't a murder, and Courtney drank herself to death. Now, two other worldwide known pathologists confirmed the original autopsy and said that she was murdered 
probably due to asphyxiation. And y'all, autopsies sometimes are a process of elimination. Dr. Brown had reached the conclusion that she had died by asphyxiation because there was no other trauma to her body. Now, Hugo continues, Now certainly, Mr. LaCour will try to prove it wasn't murder. In a few days, her cell phone blooms up in Houston. And her car was also found in a neighborhood. And it was investigated and found that it was a rental rock or crack rental. So the scene was processed, but it led to nowhere. The car was processed, and it led to nowhere. It was proven by DNA and the people in the car that had nothing to do with Courtney's murder. The car and the phone were delivered to Houston by someone named Red to the projects, but they never found Red. Courtney's DNA was found in the trunk. They also found DNA on the trunk latch, which would come back to a Fred Landry mixed in with Courtney's DNA. I'm going to prove to you that Fred Landry was having an affair with Courtney, but there's no connection between that DNA on the latch of the trunk and Courtney's murder. There were no signs of rape. Sexual assault kit was done on her during an autopsy. No sperm, no signs of rape. So no leads that developed, although all leads that came in were processed and worked, none of them led to an arrest. So the leads are exhausted and the case slows. But in 2011, Waylon Burson contacted the Alexandria Police Department and said he had something to say. Now, let me tell you about Mr. Burson. I had to send the Louisiana State Police to Joplin, Missouri to find him. He was homeless, living on the street, and we had to arrest him to get him down here to testify. But Wayland's going to tell you that in 2011, Burns told him, killing people is, isn't as hard as you think. Burns said, I smothered one, killed her, wrapped her in a blanket, and dumped her in Winnie, Texas. Hugo then turns and points to Lace Evans, which is Courtney's sister, who's sitting to the left of Miss Stephanie. Says, Lace, Lace, raise your hand. She raises it. He says, Lace was David Anthony Burns' fiance, and they were living together at the time Courtney was murdered. And he says, Law enforcement got search warrants for Courtney's house. They processed it, and they found signs of a struggle. A garbage can was overturned and a mattress was moved and they could tell this because there was a board that was stuck underneath the mattress and the mattress was actually resting on top of the board. So Alexandria Police Department tracks down the people who were at Courtney's house that night because they were having a domino game. It was Jackie Hampton, Lowell Belbart, Lewis Jones, and they interviewed them. No suspects. Now, Courtney had a boyfriend that is called Jitty. And it's clear that Courtney was cheating on Jitty with Fred Landry. So Courtney's 
house being processed, some days later, family members would go in to actually lace, went in to, or was allowed in to get Courtney's cats out. Then her aunt was allowed in days later when they were clearing out the house. Both Lace and Michelle noticed that the comforter was missing. Waylon Burrison, that Burns told that to, he had no way of knowing that a comforter was missing off her bed. In 2012, another call comes in to Alexandria Police Department. This time it's Charlene Goldman. She's married to Chris Clark. She says her and her husband in David Anthony Burns were in Toledo Bend on a camping trip. Burns got to drinking and he started bragging. He told Charlene Goldman that he choked Courtney to death. Burns said, I choked her to death and I wrapped her body in a blanket and I dumped her in an abandoned building in Winnie, Texas. But Burns doesn't stop there. He says two other people helped him in the murder. Ernest Veal, whose street name is Prince, and his cousin, who at this time is unknown. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways, 
No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Burns says to Charlene that all three of them had sex with Courtney, but they could never be caught for it because they were wearing condoms. So there would be no DNA. Burns also mentions the silver Mustang. Now look, you think by this time the cops would have made an arrest? But they didn't. They didn't believe they could prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So Lace was interviewed by phone, and she said that David Anthony Burns was not home when Courtney disappeared. Now you go hear from Clyde Griffin, and he's going to testify that he knew Courtney and that he saw her on that Friday evening before her body was found in Winnie, Texas on Monday. But on Saturday, he saw Courtney's car driving through the neighborhood. But Courtney wasn't driving it. It was Ernest Veal, street named Prince. And he was driving her car before her body was found. And after, we know she was murdered. Lace will tell you that Burns wasn't home, that they had a fight on, on Friday night. They had a fight, and Burns left all mad. And about 45 minutes later, he came home again, and they had another fight, and Burns left. And she wouldn't see him again until Monday afternoon after Courtney's body had been found and Lace was at her mama's house, Stephanie's house, with the rest of the family gathered in their grief, and Burns showed up. But they only have one car, y'all. And that Monday morning, Lace got up to go to work, and she always used the car during the work days, during the work week. She got up to go to work at the dentist's office, her car wasn't there. David Anthony Burns isn't there. So she had to call and catch a ride to work. And she could tell you which weekend this is specifically because when she was at work Monday morning, she got the phone call from her mama that Courtney's body had been found in Texas. But she could tell you which weekend it was specifically because that Friday night when they started arguing, her, her mama fish was having babies and she was 
busy trying to catch the babies as they came out and putting them in a side container so the other fish wouldn't eat them. This was the night that she had the argument. Burns left, and he came back about 45 minutes later. They argued again. She's still trying to catch the baby fish, and he leaves. She doesn't see him again until it's at her mama's house Monday afternoon. Lisa also going to tell you that her and her fiancé split up, and they got to back together some years later. Lace liked Burns' mama and hadn't seen her in years. And so she wanted to visit with her. And she goes over to visit with her and walks in the door. And Burns' mama is sitting on the couch. And she's covered up in a leopard print comforter. The same type, if it wasn't the same one, then it's the same exact type and print that was missing from Courtney's bed that Burns had told other people that he wrapped Courtney's dead body in before dumping her in Texas. Lace will also tell you that she believed David Anthony Burns and Courtney were having an affair. Lace, right prior to Courtney's death, had surgery in a hospital. And every time David Anthony Burns and Courtney Coco were in the room together, they would disappear for some amount of time. And when she was home from the hospital, she was recuperating in the bed, and she needed help to get up. So she called Burns several times, and his phone kept going to voicemail. But Courtney had also promised that she would come help her. She lived close by. So she called Courtney's phone several times and got no answer. And then she calls Burns' phone back, and it answers. She doesn't hear Burns say anything, but she hears Courtney say, Who was that? And the phone hangs up. Burns would also go and buy Lace a promise ring. But Burns had bought this ring and was part of a wedding set. So when the family goes to the funeral home, Lace was giving, given the jury that was taken off of Courtney's body during the autopsy. And when they hand her the bag, she sees this ring and she looks at it. And then she looks at the ring on her finger. She takes the ring out, puts them together, and they're a perfect fit. David Anthony Burns and Courtney had told Lace they were going to pick out a promise ring for Lace. Then Hugo Holland, y'all, he turned to me and points me out. So, y'all, this is Woody Overton, and he has a podcast. And he got involved in the case in 2018, and I'm glad that he did because he got his listeners agitated, stirred up when he told the series of who murdered Courtney Coco and that there had been no movement in the case. But Woody agitated enough, saying how wrong it was to get the case worked again by Alexandria Police Department. Now, y'all, at this time, the whole courtroom's looking at me, right? He said he also, during his recording, 
was able to get Tiffany Cedars to come forward. And Cedars was married to Seamus Settlers. Woody got Tiffany to record him. And Seamus admitted that Burns said he murdered Courtney Coco and dumped her in Texas. Hugo says, look, I don't know what Seamus is going to say when, when he gets on the stand. But if he doesn't say Burns killed Courtney, then I'm going to put Tiffany on the stand to say what he said. Seamus also said he stopped by Burns' mama house and was told that Burns' mama was washing the leopard print comforter. Now, Seamus worked the delivery route at the time at convenience stores. He stocked like medicines and things like that. And his job route took him right to Winnie, Texas. So Seamus had all the stuff to pick up at the convenience store. He also wasn't home the weekend that Courtney went missing. But he got home early Monday morning and had an argument with Tiffany Cedars. Tiffany went out and looked in Seamus' van and found a pair of woman's panties. Small. But guess what else? He stank. He stank bad. Not like body odor, but like rotten human flesh. He stank like a dead human body. Tiffany's also going to tell you that Billy Earhart had a silver Mustang. Detective Tanner Dryden was assigned the case. And that was after Woody was making such a fuss. And thank you, Woody, for doing that and getting these the powers that be to reopen the case. Now, I'm going to tell you about Jude Wilson. He has photographic memory. He was traveling down the road on Sunday night. It was dark, and he sees a car parked at a building. He sees the person backing up, and Jude gets a profile view. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner of the driver and Louisiana license plate. He thought the plate was JDW, JDW but the, the plate is JUW. And what happened was, as Jude's approaching this abandoned house and he sees the car backing up, he's thinking, 
surely he's going to stop or he's going to hit me. At the last second, Jude had to swerve his vehicle out of the way. That's when he sees the profile of the driver and he gets the license plate or two letters and a number off the license plate. Jude would go to turn around because he's thinking, you know, this guy's going to cause an accident. He's going to kill somebody. Maybe I need to get the license plate. He'd go to turn around, but he couldn't because there's a white truck, a dually pulling a cattle, uh, cattle trailer behind it that would block his way. When he turned around, he runs back towards Interstate 10 and he sees the car get on Interstate 10 headed towards Houston and he's flying. And it, there's no way for him to catch up and get the license plate. But a few days later, after hearing about the body found in that abandoned house, Jude goes to the sheriff's office to tell what he saw. The sheriff's office got the date wrong on the report. Jude says it was definitely the first week of October. The cops look at Jude's statement and dismiss it because the date was wrong. Years later, Detective Dryden calls Jude and Jude tells the story and gives the later date. When once Tanner tells him what the date was on the report, he says, that's wrong. He said it was the first weekend in October. I know this because of the Rice Festival. He said, and I'm an artist, and I can draw you a pic or a silhouette of the person that was in the car. So he did it. And he sent that to Tanner, Detective Ryden. And Detective Ryden was like, whoa, if he can remember this much these many years later, even though he just saw a profile, I'm going to show him a six-pack with David and Anthony Burns in it, a photographic lineup, and see if he can pick it out. Guess what? Jude Wilson, without hesitation, picks out David Anthony Burns out of the lineup and says, that's him. That's the man that almost hit me that night when he was pulling out of the building where Courtney's body was found. So then Louisiana State Police Sergeant Glenn contacts Jude Wilson again and learns that when Jude went in to make his statement, he saw his lifelong friend. They'd been knowing each other since the fourth grade. They grew up together. They graduated together, both from Winnie, Texas. But she's working at the sheriff's office, Miss Bayon. And you're going to hear, it's Janet Bayon, you're going to hear Janet tell you that Jude has a photographic memory. And she was actually the one in the truck that was almost hit by David Anthony Burns driving Courtney's car when he was pulling out also. So when Jude goes to turn around, he can't because there's, there's a truck passing with a, a cow trailer. It was Janet Bayon. And she's going to tell you it was definitely the Sunday night of the Rice Festival around 10 p.m., which proves that when Jude Wilson went in and made his report with the sheriff's office, that the sheriff's office got the date wrong. When he went in to make the report, he gives them a verbal statement. The detective takes it in the back, types it up, and brings it back out, and Jude Wilson signs it without even reading it. He's got, he's believing that naturally these are professionals and they're going to get it right. And I'm also going to show you through a mathematician that there's less than one 
percent in 1,000 that Jude Wilson could pick out two letters from a Louisiana license plate on a dark Texas road on a Sunday night. You as jury members, I want you to cast aside any emotions you may have, listen to the evidence, and disperse justice to David Anthony Burns from the murder of Courtney Coco and do it for her family. I've been waiting 18 years. And he turns and points. And then he goes and sits down. The judge says, Mr. LaCour, are you ready to proceed? He says, I am, Your Honor. LaCour stands up and says, Good morning. Good to see you again. Y'all were an attentive jury. I mean, you really were, did listen during Boisdier. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And I appreciate that. But I'm here to represent David Anthony Burns, who's on trial for his life in this case. Hey, this case isn't about me. And it's not about the victim. It's about David Anthony Burns. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do to defend David Anthony Burns. All you will have here is inconsistencies. This is who done it. You go hear things, people saying that Burns did this, Burns did that. It's all inconsistencies. We're never going to know who killed Courtney Coco. Too much time has passed. The only reason they arrested my client because there was pressure from the media. I'm going to show to y'all, prove to you that Courtney 
only dated black men. And her mom had an issue with that. That's the way it was. I'm going to show you. There's a ton of suspects. Like Floyd Williams. Who the last call from Courtney's phone was with Floyd Williams. Also, she was dating Ernest Ville, otherwise known as Prince. She was dating those two, and there were other men on the side. I'm going to show you that Courtney had a bunch of people in her house that night playing dominoes. All of them could be suspects. I'm going to also tell you and show you that Courtney reported seven burglaries in her home in the weeks leading up to her arrest. Maybe she came home to a burglary. Burns wasn't at her house, and he wasn't driving her car Sunday. Jude Wilson can't pick you out of the lineup by only seeing the profile of a man. My client's sitting here because a grand jury indicted him, and I'm going to tell you right now, a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. Also, there's no real cause of death for Courtney. Dr. Brown determined it as a homicide, but he made an assumption. He don't know. And this morning, that's the first time I ever heard of a silver Mustang. I'm also show you that Lace is a jealous sister, and she confronted Courtney Coco and David Anthony Burns prior to Courtney's murder. Of course, they both denied it. The Charlene lady, I never heard of her before in my life until today. There's something wrong with that. You can't come up with assumptions and innuendos. How would you feel if you were on trial for your life? Jude Wilson saying he can ID from David Anthony Burns from a profile after all these years? Hey, and don't worry about these people out here in the in the crowd wearing T-shirts with, with, with faces on it and justice on it. That comes from my hood. That comes from my neighborhood, not from them. Don't worry about that. David Anthony Burns is innocent because there's no proof. Two different things. Take your time and listen to all of the evidence and take your emotion out of this. If you were here, make a decision on the facts or you shouldn't be here. Now, if you see me on my phone, it's work. I got a small office. It's just me. So it's only me in my office. I got work. Please don't take that wrong. Don't take it wrong when I attack the witnesses. I'll attack a kid if it's necessary. But us human beings, we're adversarial by nature. David Anthony Burns' life is on the line. And this is where I want you to know that I came to play ball. And LaCour sits down. Now, it's an open argument, y'all. Hugo laid out basically what his overall case is going to be on witnesses. But I don't know what the fuck LaCour did. Uh, um, but try to throw shade and innuendo on anything the prosecution was doing. But it's pretty powerful. Okay, now you remember what this is going on. I'm sitting right beside Miss Stephanie. She's crying. Courtney's aunts are crying. There's people behind me crying. Uh, I mean, it's as serious as it gets. 
You just heard the opening arguments in Courtney's trial. I'm going to tell you, the next episode, I'm getting into the witnesses, and you will not believe the shit these people say, say or don't say, or what LaCour asked them in, oh, my God. It's it's just simply mind-boggling, and you didn't hear about it in the news, okay? I'm telling you things that you're never going to hear about in the news. So that's, I'm going to conclude this episode for this week. Y'all know it's a little bit different. I'm reading some stuff, but it was very important to me that I get the the bulk of it to you, all right? Of course, I can't display all the emotion and everything that was going on in the courtroom, and you could have heard a pin drop. Um, Personally, I'm fucking offended by LaCour looking at, because there were so many lifers there, and uh, Courtney's family's there, bunch of lifers there in support and are all wearing their, their t-shirts for Courtney and Stephanie's holding Courtney's picture, but him to turn to them to us and point it out and say, these, these shirts, shirts with justice on them and the face on it, that don't belong to them. That came from my community. He's saying like, I guess an African-American community originated t-shirts for murdered loved ones, but don't worry about it. Courtney's family out there with all these shirts on. That don't mean nothing. That comes from my community. Fucking stupid, man. That um, I, I just, I don't even know what to tell you about the level of stupidity that I've seen during this trial. But I'm going to tell you sometimes anyway. All right, so we're concluding this episode. Stick with me. It gets better as it goes. Uh, I've got two days of testimony to go through. And then uh, as Hugo's putting on his uh, case, and, of course, the shocking, sometimes shocking, sometimes just utterly stupid uh, way that the defense attorney, LaCour, responds. So uh, Real Life Real Crime we are now officially part of Workhouse Productions and Mike Agarvino. Again, I'm telling y'all, you're going to get an episode every week. Uh, please like it and share it and um, tell your friends about us and help us continue to grow. The It's important. Um, y'all, the Real Life Real Crime Community app, I keep getting locked in fucking Facebook. Go to the app, join for free. Go to the app store, download, join for free. I'm going to post in there first. It's 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 over ten thousand one hundred and some people in there now, uh, but it has everything real life, real crime uh, updates on cases and stories. It has forums. It has games. It has everything. Go check it out. It's the place to be because I censor it. Nobody else. You'll never find yourself in Facebook jail. For me now, the, the the trolls that come in, fuck them. They, they uh, I bounce their ass. Okay, in Patreon convicts, thank you so much for your support. I could not be sitting here. This is my eighth day, about to be my ninth night in Rapids Parish on Courtney's case. I couldn't do it without your your, your financial support. So thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. I don't. Know, I can't say I hope you enjoy. I hope you learned a lot from the year latest episode war that I put up which tells I finally coming out and saying everything that happened to me since day one since I took on Courtney Coco's case and including what happened to me last week 
everything and why I'm sequestered, if you will, in a in a hidden hotel room near Alexandria now. But thank you so much for your support. Hey, you can't be a patron member of Convict. I get it. I love you just as much. Thank you so much for for uh, for sharing us and liking us, whatever. Don't forget about our Real Life Real Crime crew page and the Real Life Real Crime Lanyap page and all the other pages we have on Facebook and our social media. We're on TikTok now. I think they've put up some pretty funny videos of me. Uh, we're on Instagram at Real Life Real Crime and at Overton Woody. Go check us out. Y'all, with with the new deal we have, we have signed. Again, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get four seasons a year. Ten episodes per season. Okay? So that's 40 episodes guaranteed. This When I was with Cloud 10, I love Cloud 10 to death, but the they, they ran iHeartRadio, really, Ran into some problems with the national advertisers. And, and, hey, this show is not free. It costs me money. It costs me a shit ton of money to, to be up here doing what I'm doing now, especially, right? But even the production of an episode costs me money. And so that's why I run commercials. And if you don't like the commercials, then you can become a Patreon or convict. But Workhouse Productions and Mr. Mike, I don't have to worry about that anymore. You're getting those episodes guaranteed. Now... I'm going to let the cat out the bag. I think it's been a couple weeks, and it's probably, we're going to do a special announcement on this. But we are also going to be starting a new show called Real Life, Real Crime Daily. And Jim Chapman will be my co-host on it in three days a week. We're going to spend approximately an hour and 45 minutes per episode, and we are going to go over the the leading hot crime stories in the world and certainly in the United States and certainly Louisiana. And I'm going to bring it to you Woody Overton style. Jim Chapman's going to do what he does. I'm going to do what I do. And it's going to be fire. We've already recorded a pilot for it. I wish you could hear it. Um, but you're going to get the news the way nobody gives it to you. You can get it the way we give it to you and how you like it. So that's more real life, real crime y'all. And we still have other things in the work. So stay tuned for that. I think you're going to love it. Uh, it's super, super interesting to me uh, and totally different than what we do. Uh, just digging into these stories. Man, I wish I could have had like Gavin Petito, right? And had the real life, real crime daily. I would have tore their ass up. But so just stay tuned. Stick with us. And we appreciate and love each and every one of y'all. Um, Crew Bash is February 3rd and 4th. The we're going to do a special drop about that when the tickets go on sale and the raffle tickets and uh, auction items we're going to do. We got if you want to donate something to to be auctioned off for LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, please contact me, Woody at real life real crime dot com or Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I at real life real crime dot com. And we'll get you on the list. And we're going to talk about all the way up to the crew bash who donated what and then when uh friday night the third february 3rd is a vip event the limited amount of tickets gonna sell for that but we're gonna do a live auction there and then of some items and we're gonna have everything from firearms to to hunting trips to boutique stuff whatever it'll be anything you can imagine it's gonna be 10 times bigger than it was last year and so you uh, but 
But the tickets for the crew bash, they're going to go on sale in the VIP event. It's Friday night, and we got lifers coming in from all over the world, and it's certainly all over the United States. We're going to give you the hotel block and the hotel code. If you want to stay downtown like us, it's a one block to to the the party venue, if you will, where I'm going to do a live show, a live never before heard real life real crime adult episode. And if you've been to a past crew bash, you know that we're going to party hard both nights. Friday night, I'll be there just hanging out, taking pictures, signing autographs, and and drinking with y'all. Saturday night, I take the stage. And I'm going to do a never-before-heard episode of Real Life, Real Crime. And then the Chase Tyler band and Chase Tyler are going to take the stage when I get done. And we're going to rock the house. So it's awesome. It's, you know, it's a Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. That's my jam. Y'all know that. We support them um, because they're saving lives. And if you're not an organ donor already, please go sign up to be one. Go to lopa.org. If you're a lifer from the Vatican and you want to be an organ donor, go to lopa.org, take two minutes, fill out the questionnaire, and be a hero and save lives. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder Bayou. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.